Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Connor. Now, many of our listeners are younger and might not be out looking for jobs right now. Uh, but to really understand the way the world works, it's so important to understand, you know, what it takes to, for example, land a good job. And that's what I want to talk about today. You know, it's going to be very hard to pay rent and put food on the table and buy all the new gadgets you want without a job, without income. Yep. And we've talked on past episodes about what it takes to be an entrepreneur. But, you know, the reality of the world is that a lot of people are not entrepreneurs. Being an entrepreneur is not for everyone. Maybe some people don't have the right personality or skill set or they just don't want to. They prefer to have a steady paycheck, a steady job. And that's fine, too. Um, and even, you know, future entrepreneurs sometimes work for other people before branching off on their own. Right. It's a, it's a great thing to work for a few companies, learn how they do things. And then once you've learned a lot, then you you know can go launch uh, your own business, for example. So. Today, I want to talk about what it takes to crush a job interview, even for teenagers. This isn't just for adults and, and give some helpful tips. So maybe to start off, Brittany, uh, how many jobs do you think you've entered for, interviewed for in your life? Like too many to count probably because I started interviewing for jobs when I was 16, maybe 15 because I was like a nanny at 15. So a long, long time, too many jobs to count. I yeah. don't love them, but this is a really good skill to have because being a good interviewer will get you really far. And I know you, Connor, you've been kind of your own boss for most of your life, right? I think you even mentioned that you built websites as a kid, but mm. you've probably interviewed for jobs. So you've also probably done a lot of job interviews, conducted them yourself, right? Yeah, I I did have my own little website thing, but I worked at a lot of different jobs, certainly as a teenager, but also, uh, you know, I didn't start Libertas until I was, I think, 20, let's say, I, I want to say 29 or 30, I think it was 30. And so I worked for all kinds of different companies from when I was a teenager to, you know, when I was 29 or 30. So, but yeah, now since I've been uh, for about the past nine years or so, I've been interviewing a lot of other people to hire them. And so I want to share a few things. And Brittany, I want you to chime in if you've had experience yourself uh, with uh, your own interviews and things to look for, things to do well um, if you are interviewing for a job. Now, here's what's interesting. Um, I believe it was the past episode we were talking with Larry Reed, and he talked about common people versus uncommon people. Like you want to be uncommon because, you know, common people don't stand up for what's right or don't be courageous. It's, it's uncommon people who are kind of the exception. And you want to be uncommon because what you find in life is that a lot of people are fine with the status quo, right? They're fine with the path of least resistance. They're kind of lemmings. They, they just follow people. Word. Yeah, they'll follow people off a cliff even like, oh, here's what society is doing. I'll go do that too. And, and so you don't want to do what everyone else is doing, especially when people are doing the wrong thing. And that can even apply to job interviews. As, as, a, as a boss myself, as an employer, there are so many people who do things the wrong way. So the first thing you want to do is obviously you want to have a good resume. And when you're young, that's hard. You don't have a lot of stuff, but you can do your best and you can be creative. Now, here's what's interesting. Um, especially today, what I would do to set myself apart is not just send a resume to a job that you're applying for, but also send a video resume. Or I've a never video, heard that before. Mm -hmm, a video cover letter. In fact, we require this of people applying to us because we want to see how they handle themselves on camera, what their personality is like more than on a piece of paper. And so a video uh, resume or a video cover letter is basically you can just create a selfie video 
And if you want to work for a company, you send over your resume, but then you say, oh, here's a link to a video I created. I guarantee you they're going to watch the video, especially if you're like, hey, it's only a couple minutes long, right? Even if you want to apply it like a department store, the business down the road, you're like, hey, I created a little video just to introduce myself. That's clever. It's uncommon, right? And that is the key here. If you're applying for a job, there's a lot of other people, especially if it's kind of a troubling economy, right? There's a lot of people competing for that same job. Your goal is to stand out from the rest. Your goal, your goal is to show that you know you rise above everyone else. That if they have a big stack of resumes, that yours is the one or one of the ones to have at the top of the stack. And so shoot a, a little video, do a little cover letter introducing yourself and say how excited you are. Here's another idea. I actually learned this one from Isaac Morehouse, a friend of ours. Um, and he runs a company, I believe, and we can link to this in the show notes page too. I believe it's crash.co where, uh, .co, where he's helping young adults do this exact thing to create kind of these video little based, uh, uh, cover letters and introductions to send out to people. So Isaac has studied this issue a lot. And what he talks about when you want to try and get a job, you want to show your, uh, your potential employer, right? The company that you want to work for. You want to show them that you've done your homework, right? What I don't like as an employer, Brittany, is when I have a, in fact, this happens literally all the time. <laughs> I, I post a job interview and it doesn't just happen to me. This happens to everyone who's hiring. I post a job interview and then I say, okay, here's, you know, what we're looking for and so forth. And then I get these random applications from people who, yeah, they want the job, but they didn't adapt the 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 resume to say like at the top where it's like here are my objectives they didn't customize it at all so it's the job yeah it's just Ah. kind of bland bland sounding right they they have a very generic cover letter uh so it makes it sound very clearly like they just wrote it once and they're sending it to to 100 people this is the spray and pray approach (laughs) i've never heard that before that's funny spraying everywhere and praying that you'll succeed right no you want to be as in like think of for the, the teenagers out there and the young adults, right? Think of the dating world. You don't just go out there and say the same exact thing to every person. You try and identify what that boy or girl is interested in. You try and kind of connect with them individually and make yourself appealing to them individually. It's that same way with an employer. It's very much like a dating relationship, right? It's kind of the get to know you at first. You have to catch their attention because there's a lot of other people competing for their attention. For me as a guy, I think of it like there's the pretty girl at the dance, right? Or at the club or at the whatever. And all the other guys are trying to catch her attention, right? And I need to stand out. And that's how you need to think of yourselves as a job applicant. So think of doing the video, but another way of, of, of doing it as well is think of how you can solve a problem, right? So what I just said a moment ago is you don't want to spray and pray. You don't want to have a generic cover letter or resume. You want to take just a few minutes to personalize it for that company. But what you want to do, and Isaac talks about this, you want to go a step further and show them that you've done a little bit of homework. So here's how that might look. Imagine that there's a company that sells dog toys and you want to work there. They're kind of a dog toy manufacturer. I'm just picking this idea out of nowhere. And, and so what you're going to do is you're going to spend an hour. If you really want to work, for, if, if you don't want, if you just need a job and you're spraying and praying, then fine. But if there's a company that you're like, hey, I'd really like to work for them for these various reasons. Great. So you're going to do a little bit of homework. You're going to go to their social media channels. Like, let's say you want to do marketing for them, right? You want to help them 
do social media marketing or something like that. You're going to go to their Facebook page and their Instagram. You're going to scroll through. You're going to look at how many people like the content, how many people are commenting. Um, you're going to look at how often they post. You're going to look at what kinds of content and you're just going to look through it. And maybe you're going to go do your homework and compare it to some other brands. Maybe they're competitors. And then you're going to tell them in your little cover letter, hey, I'm so excited about working here. I took the time to do my own little analysis and here's what I found and here's ways I think that the company can improve. If you look at your competitor, they're posting three times as often as you are on social media and they're engaging in the comments so that they boost engagement and get people commenting more often. Whereas your company doesn't post very much and doesn't engage at all in the comments. I think I would bring value to your team by being on the social media team and responsible for community engagement so that we could elevate your profile and boost you know, engagement in your social media or something like that, right? And I'm just making this up on the fly. The point is you've done a little bit of homework, you've looked at what they've done, you've offered suggestions, and you've connected it to how you can help. And why that's important, that company may have their own reasons for why they don't engage in comments or why they don't post as often as they do. And you don't know that, right? Like you don't have access to that information, but they know that you don't know that. They know, however, or they see that you've taken the time to already start trying to think of how to help their company. You're looking like a problem solver. You're coming across as someone who is uncommon, who isn't just saying, hey, let me go through the motions and hopefully you hire me. It's like, no, I'm so excited about your company. I'm already thinking about ways to contribute. That's amazing, right? So I'm curious, if you get someone who says that, would you be, as the you know the company, would you be like, oh, how dare they insult? Or would you be looking at them as, oh, you're solving a problem, you're creating or demonstrating the value you can bring to the team? Because I think a lot of people might be hesitant to do that because they think, oh, I don't want to insult what they're doing, right? But there's a right and a wrong way to do that. Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up. The first is you got to make sure your tone is, is right. So you want to be complimentary at first. Hey, your Instagram posts are amazing. You've got such great photos. I really love it. So you start with a compliment and then you give the constructive feedback, right? Like, hey, here's how I think you can do even better. So you don't want to criticize. You don't want to be like, oh, you guys are doing awful. You want to be like, you, you want to praise something the company is doing right. Maybe it's not social media. Maybe you're a developer, you're a, you know, a programmer and you're like, hey, your guys' software works really well, but I see that it's only on iOS and it's not on Android and I'm an Android developer. Let me help you, right? Like, so you're complimenting whatever they're doing in some aspect that you like, and then you're identifying something that you think is a way to improve. Now, how you can then improve even further, uh, so the first thing is be complimentary, but then you also want to say what I said a moment ago. You want to recognize, so you can even say this in the email, look, I know that you may have reasons for not, let's go back to my example, for not posting as often as you do or for not engaging in the comments. And obviously, I don't have that information. But I do know that companies that do do these things tend to perform better. And I'd love to engage with your team and figure out ways such as these to improve. So you want to say like, look, I recognize I don't have all the knowledge. I'm just from the sidelines, right? From the, the outsider's perspective, I'm trying to think through how you guys can level up. And here's some ideas. All that matters here is that you're already thinking of how to help them. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to even be accurate. It just shows that you're already working on their behalf. And here's, here's where that gets even more uh, crazy. Isaac Morehouse uh, is the one that set me on this path as well. And I've seen this work in a few cases. Uh, if there's a company you really want to work for, like really want to work for, okay, 
uh, to gain certain skills or have it as a resume builder or like their your target is set on that company. What you want to do is you want to offer to work for free. Okay. If you're a young person, you can get away with this because mom and dad are paying the rent and paying the bills and, and you know, you can assume a lot more risk. Even if you're a young adult living on your own, maybe you work for dirt cheap. Maybe you say minimum wage for at first. What you want to do is give them a trial. Okay. So you go to the company, let's say you're a teenager and you're like, Hey, I'm so passionate about your company. And I think I can actually help a lot based on X, Y, and Z. And I'm so sure of my, of my abilities that I'm willing to give you a trial. I'm willing to work for free for your company for 30 days, 90 days, just so that you can see what I can contribute. And if at the end of the trial, you want to walk away and you don't think it's working out, no problem at all. And I'll, you know, we'll go our separate ways and I'll wish you the best. But I think you're going to love what you're going to see and you're going to want me to be part of the team. Uh, I'm, I'm sitting here as an employer. If someone came to me and identified how they can help my company and they were willing to do it for free or for very little money, I would be blown away. I would absolutely say, well, yeah, like <laughs> who's going to turn away free help for someone who's you know confident in their abilities? Now, here's what's genius about this. If you do this in that 30 days or 90 days, you're building relationships with coworkers. Kind of you're networking too. We've talked about that before. Absolutely. You're networking. You're demonstrating your ability. You're taking ownership of something. So if I, as an employer, start assigning things to this kid or this young adult or whatever, right? Pretty soon they're going to get good at it. They're going to start doing it. Now I don't have to anymore. I'm delegating to them. Oh, my life is better because that person's doing it, et cetera, et cetera. At the end of that 30 day, 90 days, I'm not going to want to have to do that again myself. I'm not going to want to have to find someone else or go through a hiring process. The most natural thing for me, as long as this person isn't crazy, <laughs> right? And like, and that they work well. The most natural thing for me is to say, you're hired, right? Like keep doing what you're doing because it's going to be painful for me if I have to go out and hire people and find more people. Like the easiest thing for me is to just say yes to you. So it's a very sneaky way to get your foot in the door to a company you love, especially if you can identify, here's a problem that I think you have. Here's a solution that I can help with. And I'm willing to give you a low risk or no risk experience in working with me. That would be a game changer. And the young people listening who do this, you're at a much better position than those of us with kids and mortgages and all that kind of stuff. It's much harder to do anything like that. Use it while you got it because you can set yourself apart like crazy. Can I share Do we have time for a final one, Brittany? Yes, let's do I it. Have, I have a final one that I want to do. And this was born of an experience I just went through. And, and again, be uncommon. Like it, it's so crazy how this happens. When, whenever I applied for a job, I would always send a follow-up thank you email, right? Hey, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. I look forward to hearing back from you. Something simple. Maybe it's got a little personal touch in there. Like, oh man, you know, like we both love Star Wars. That was amazing. It's, I'm so glad to know you. Or, you know, I was really excited to meet the team. You guys seem like awesome people. Something like that. Just a, a brief little touch. Some people might go so far as to do a thank you card and, and hand deliver it, which, you know, is going above and beyond. But you just want to, say, hey, thanks. It shows personality. It shows what's called like emotional maturity. Like I, I have a good head on my shoulders, right? I know that this is how good people ought to treat one another and say thank you and so forth. I just went through an interview process for, uh, we were hiring a new uh, employee, interviewed a whole bunch of people. Out of all of these people, Brittany, only one person sent me a follow-up thank you. 
just an email literally took 10 seconds for this person. Only one person did it out of all of the applicants. You want to guess who I hired? The person who sent the letter, I bet. (laughs) And I didn't hire them only for that reason, right? But they stood out immediately. They were uncommon. They were uncommon. No one else did this. And then I'm, I'm racking my brain thinking, why doesn't anyone else do this? But here this person is, that makes me more confident in their abilities. Um, and so I'm much more likely to hire them. Just think of creative ways, guys. You can even Google a lot of this stuff. Creative ways to you know, send a follow-up thank you or creative ways to apply for a job and just find unique ways. Like if I got, if I got a FedEx package um, and it had someone's resume and cover letter, um, I mean, you could even get crazy. There's video cards like that you can get for like 15, 20 bucks where you can like load a video on it. So then I get it in the mail and I hit play and it has like a little battery inside and a little video screen and plays a video. Imagine sending a little video cover letter like that to a company, right? Like absolutely the employer is going to check that out. He's going to show everyone like, Hey, look what we just got. This kid seems, you know, incredible that he would like go to this length. Um, and, and so be, like if I got something in FedEx, forget the video uh, idea. Imagine I just got a resume, a cover letter, and maybe you know a nice tie or a box of chocolate or something with a little bit personal touch, you know, where you think that person might appreciate it or just oh hey heads up I'm I'm this person I'm gonna give you a call in you know a few days to to see if we could set up an interview. Like all you have to do is a little bit of investment of time like that, and you are immediately gonna stand out and succeed. And, and I guarantee you, if you do stuff like this, you are going to succeed so much more in your career just by standing out from the masses. Some people might say, oh, well, they have a process, right? They have an interview process. Well, yeah, for the, all the common people, <laughs> right? <laughs> because they have to filter out all the common people. They yep. have to take all the applicants and then filter them down then look at the resumes and then go through the process. Like all the common people have to be like in an, like an industry factory, right? Like you got the conveyor belts and Everything's standardized. It's all the same. You don't want to be the same. You want to set yourself apart. It doesn't take a lot of effort, but guys, you will see such a reward. Any final thoughts here, Brittany, from your own experience? Just echoing everything you said, and I really like the thank you letter, not only because it does show gratitude, but I love the the term uncommon now. I love that we've kind of brought that back in because I think that's important. You want to stand out and there's going to be a lot of people applying for jobs. So yeah, strive to be uncommon. Strive to be uncommon. We got to turn that into a hashtag or something. <laughs> that, that's good. Maybe we'll make a t-shirt about it. There you Britain, go. Great as always to chat with you guys. Take this advice to heart, especially for those of you who are teenagers, uh, young adults, you're trying to figure out how to build a career. Uh, go check out, I think it's crash.co. We will link to that and other resources from Isaac Morehouse, who is absolutely worth following in this kind of arena. If you're a young adult, you're going to want to learn about Praxis. We'll link to that as well. Head to tuttletwins.com slash podcast. Check out the show notes page. Until next time, Brittany, we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.